Hello and welcome to this message from the room. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I'm going to preach fast this morning, so you've got to listen quick. And uh, we're going to try to get through um, the majority of what I'm preaching on this morning. Uh, we're concluding our series today, Alphas. It's been a great series. We've had a lot of great feedback from that. And if you've missed one of the messages, I just want to take a moment and tell you, you can listen on the website, go to that. Uh, and under the media tab, you can find all of the messages that we, we share here. And so I encourage you to do that if you've missed some along the way. This morning, I want to close out the, the, the series with a message called A Stone in a Sling. A Stone in a Sling. Help me pray this morning. Father, I thank you for your anointing. I thank you that you're in this house today, God. I pray that you help me, Lord, to communicate the things that you've placed on my heart this morning and that, God, we would have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. I have to start out by saying i got to give my wife credit for this message. She doesn't write all my messages, but every once in a while, she does find a good point and I can see to her, and I'm like, oh, you know what? That actually is a really good thought. And uh, this is one of those great thoughts that she had just in, uh, in us sharing just kind of what's on our hearts and minds. And so I have given you credit this morning. Everybody recognize that I have given credit today. Last week I preached to you a message entitled Living Stones, and I spoke from 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, where the writer says in verse 5, he says, you also as living stones are being built up in a spiritual house. And we talked about how others' victories are tied to your victories. That the choices that I make in my life either sets people on a course towards success or it orients people toward a course of failure. And so we want to make sure that we're living our lives and making decisions in such a way that we're helping one another along the way, right? That we're, we're being a benefit to each other and not a detriment to each other. I gave you three points. That stones are unique and because they are, we're unique. You have a uniqueness about you that God wants you to use. There's something special about you. There's something, I don't mean special about you. I mean, there's something special about you. There's something unique about you. There's something good about you that God wants to use. And I also told you that stones have to be placed into purpose by a master craftsman. You have to be placed into purpose by God. He has a plan. He knows how He equipped you. He knows how He formed you and made you. And He's the one that has to put you into purpose. And so we must go to Him to find that place and that strength and that, that, that position that He created us for. And then lastly, stones provide strength and support to one another once they're placed into structure. You are here in this body. You're being built into a spiritual house as living stones. Why? One of the reasons is to provide strength and support to one another. You are here to help each other get to where we're all going. Amen? We're here to be a benefit and a strength to each other in this journey. And so that last point is kind of where I want to start today. And I want to expound on that this morning and take us into the, the, the Scripture text this morning. This journey that we're on is not a solo journey. It's not a solo journey. It's, it was never meant to be a solo journey. It is a community endeavor. 
Wednesday night we were talking about uh, living in community. And I said, you know, God Himself, God Himself chose to live in community before He ever created anybody. He still chose for Himself to live in community. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They were living in communion, living in community together. And so God, we are created in His image. So God, even in His own in His own character, desires to be in relationship. And so we, created in His image, need and require relationship to really thrive and be effective. You are made to be strength and support for those around you. You are also made to draw strength and support from those around you. You know, I don't think that God puts us in a condition or a situation that is more than we can bear, right? That's what the Scripture tells us. No temptation has seized you that is more than you can bear. God will always provide a means of escape. He's not putting more in, more on you than you can handle. But sometimes it's more than you can just handle as an individual. Sometimes it requires drawing from our church family, drawing strength from our neighbors and our friends, and drawing on their ability to intercede and pray and to have strength for us in our journey in our difficulties, in our trials. When stones, when you've seen it, people build houses and structures out of stones. And when they're placed together in that structure, that structure becomes extremely strong. And it's able to endure extreme conditions. We as living stones being built into a spiritual house, and when we are placed together we are able to draw strength and support from one another. And because of that, we can endure extreme conditions. There are some things that you can't handle. What I'm telling you this morning is there are some things you can't handle and weren't ever meant to handle on your own. You're not meant to handle that opposition and that difficulty and that challenge by yourself. God created you to live in community and He expects you to bear one another's burdens and find strength from one another. And so oftentimes we get ourselves in a mess over our heads. We're drowning, we're sinking. Why? Because we're trying to do it all by ourselves. We let pride get in the way. We let that stop us from asking anybody for help because we don't want to be seen as weak when in reality we are sinking under the pressure because we have yet to realize that we draw strength and support from our brothers and sisters in Christ. You want to be a dominant force in your world. That's what we're talking about in this Alpha's message series. To draw, to, to be a dominant force in your world, it's going to require you from time to time to draw on the strength and support of those that are sitting in the seats next to you. How do you go through difficulty and tragedy without a church family? How do you do it? How do you go through difficulty and tragedy without a church family? My answer to that is not very well. If you are able to go through it at all, you need one another. I need you, you need me, we need each other. Amen. One person believes me this morning. <laughs> That's scary. Each unique stone, each unique stone is placed in the structure, but then it is bonded together with mortar. Think about this for a moment. And even though the stones are unique, the mortar is very common. 
And I, I, I look at that and I think about that, and this is what comes to mind, is that your uniqueness binds you to others' uniqueness through a common bond of humanity. I'll say it again. Your uniqueness binds you to others' uniqueness through a common bond of humanity. And that is what makes us fit together in this spiritual house. I'm not going through what I'm going through today so that I can lock it away in the log of time. I'm going through what I'm going through today so that at some point when I get on the other side of this, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be stronger. And not only that, I'm looking for somebody who's going through what I've gone through that I can lift up and help up and be strength and support to them in this journey. God is building this house. And He's doing it one stone at a time. He's using stones like you. And He binds us together with that common bond of humanity. Nobody in this house is perfect. I'm going to say it till you say amen. It's the truth. Whether you believe it or not, nobody in this house is perfect. That means we're human. And that is what really binds us together with strength is that knowing in my weaknesses... It's God who's made strong. It's in my weaknesses that I'm able to help somebody else in this journey. With that in mind, let's look at the story in the Bible here in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and see what we can glean from it today. Uh, You've heard this story many times, but I don't think you probably heard it in this manner. You know the story well. David and Goliath, uh, let's pick it up in verse 32. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go... And fight with the Philistine. You know the story. Uh, Goliath is coming. He's taunting uh, the, the Israelite army. Nobody wants to step up. And so day in, day out, he gets up. He makes this mockery of everything that God has done, everything that God has claimed to be in the hearts of the people because nobody will grab hold of the promise of God and go toe-to-toe with the giant that is mocking God. And so David finally says, What in the world is going on here? Let nobody's heart fail. You guys just settle yourselves. I'll take care of this situation. Verse 33. And Saul said to David, You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or bear came and took lamb out of the flock, I went after it, I struck it, I delivered the lamb from its mouth, and when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your current tragedy is is going to be your future testimony, somebody. David had a training ground, a preparatory ground, a place where God was molding him and shaping him. That wasn't his moment. This is his moment. God prepared him for the moment that he's about to walk into. That's good stuff right there. Amen. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. He's not mocking you. He's not mocking me. He's mocking our God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Now look at verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. And he put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch where he had, which he had. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. The first thing I want to 
bring to you this morning is that you never, never, never discount your value to this church family. Never discount your value to this church family. You, I'm talking to every individual in the place this morning, you are important to this church family. You have a place here. You have value here. You're important here. We need you here. You have something that nobody else can offer. You have experiences that no one else can give to this house. We need you as a living stone to be built into this spiritual house this morning. David comes to Saul and he says, I'll fight the Philistines. Saul says, you're just a kid. And he is a man, he is a bad dude. You are a junior high freshman punk and you are going out to fight this guy who is a bona fide killer. So David has to validate himself. David has to give his... Uh, history. He has to give his value to Saul. Saul can't see it. So David has to make him see it. Never underestimate your value to this house. People may not be able to see it all the time. But you know what you're worth in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you what you're worth in Christ Jesus this morning. You have something to give that nobody else can give. Don't let anybody put you on the sidelines. Nobody backs you in the corner. You make sure that you come out and you are heard and you are seen and you are given your value to this house this morning. You're insignificant. You're ill-equipped. You're unqualified, he says. Not true. David had value to the nation of Israel. Again, you have value in this church. No matter whether or not it's been recognized yet or not, you have value here. You're vital here. We need you here. You're a part of the structure of this house. You know, when you look at a stone, a stone seems insignificant. It's an insignificant item. You can go outside right now and find a stone. They're a dime a dozen. They're actually, they're cheaper than that. <laughs> it's not that big a deal, seemingly. But there's only one stone in the history of mankind that laid Goliath on his back. That seems like a pretty significant stone to me. And moments before it did that, it was just lying in a brook. You have great value this morning, even if it doesn't seem like it. You never know the moment that you're going to be called upon to make a significant mark in history. The stone that killed Goliath lay in that brook day after day after day after day. It never thought it was going to have a purpose. It never thought it was going to mean anything. But one day it was pulled from that water and it was fitted into a sling and it was launched into history and it made an impact that still echoes throughout eternity today. You have value. You're necessary. You're needed. You may just be sitting here in the river. (laughs) But one of these days, maybe today, you will be called on to release your value into this spiritual house. 
Verse 40 says, And he, David, chose for himself five smooth stones. Let's just say this as well, that he chose five smooth stones. When you're going to go through a battle and you're going to, to, to be facing some odds and some difficulty, you want some people fighting with you that have been weathered a little. I don't want somebody fighting with me that's never been through anything. I don't want somebody that's had a cushiony life. I want somebody that's been through some stuff and they're still living to tell about it. Amen. They've weathered some stuff. These stones were smooth, yes, today, but they weren't always smooth. They had been weathered over time by the elements that worked against them. And because of that, they were prepared and they were ready to be launched by the sling and beat the battle that was before them. The stones didn't start out smooth, but they ended that way. You may be rough around the edges this morning, and a little weathering will do a great deal of of wonder for your life and, and change for your life. And you need to recognize this morning that even though I'm going through some stuff today, God's smoothing out some rough edges. He's getting me ready to be launched into my purpose this morning. You have value. People in this place need you. Verse 40, look with me. He chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in the pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near the Philistine. Verse 49, then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it. The second thing that I want you to hear this morning is that you are a stone in someone's sling. You're a stone in someone's sling. You are a living stone being built into a spiritual house. But you are also a stone in someone's sling this morning. What I'm telling you is that you're the key to their victory today. You are the ammunition that they need to defeat the giant in their life. Without you, they just have an empty sling. But with you, they have partnership that makes them effective to overcome the giant that's trying to destroy their very life. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 43, So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air. Come here, you little punk, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to write the Bible one day. I'm going to do my own version. I'm going to do the BPV version of the Bible. It's going to get real, you know. (laughs) I don't know if you want to build doctrine off of it necessarily, but... But it will be fun to read, I promise you. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, all the things of the world, all the mechanics of war that the world has to offer, but I come to you from a different place. I come to you in the name of the Lord of the host, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. You're coming to me in the natural, but I'm coming to you in the spiritual. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. David says, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. I'm coming to you with the full measure of the kingdom of God supporting me. It's not just the boy with the sling out here. You don't see what's really going on here. You got heaven working against you right now. You see a sling, you see a run-of-the-mill stone, but what I know is I'm not fighting you alone today. The entirety of the kingdom of God fights with me. This isn't just a stone, it's a living stone. 
It's me and it's a brother and sister in Christ coming together in agreement to defeat the giant that is mocking the promise and the power of God in my life. Part of the full measure of the kingdom of God are the people sitting next to you. I said part of the full measure of God and the kingdom of God are the people sitting next to you. You are the body of Christ. You are valuable to the kingdom this morning. They are your secret weapon. The people sitting next to you are your secret weapon against the giants in your life. Colin was able to get through. Alicia is able to get through what they're going through. Why? Because they didn't keep it to themselves. But they brought other people along in their journey. And because they brought other people along their journey, they weren't fighting alone. They weren't fighting without streaks. There's days when you didn't feel like getting up and fighting. But then that's the days that some of us would come along and say, okay, come on, we're not done yet. We got a mountain to climb. We got places to go. We got giants to defeat. This isn't the end of our story. This is the beginning of a new chapter. Amen. Deuteronomy 32, 30 says this, how can one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight and then it says this unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them that's not just a stone or a rock this morning you're not just a living stone or rock this morning you're a chip off the old block today you're a chip off the main rock this morning it's a son or daughter of the king come to partner with me to defeat you this morning when you stepped on the field Goliath you failed to adequately assess your odds you stepped on the field outnumbered outgunned and outmatched this morning I'm not fighting this battle alone today I have a church family I have a stone a living stone in my sling today Amen. David slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead. And he fell on his face to the earth. You were created to put a dent in the enemy today. You're created to put a dent in the enemy this morning. Kingdom partnership is what makes a dent in the enemy. I can't pastor this community by myself. I can't pastor this church by myself. I need partners in the kingdom to help me to accomplish that. Kingdom partnership is what makes victory possible. And I'll guarantee you this this morning, that your purpose resides in kingdom partnership. Your true purpose resides in kingdom partnership. There are key people along the way that you need to connect with. There are key people that are going to contribute to your life in such a fashion that it helps you to become who God intended for you to be. God's not giving you all that stuff directly. You hear me this morning? I say God's not giving you all that stuff directly. God has built His church for the purpose of sending some of His resources through the lives of people. And if you alienate yourself from people and you limit your response to people, you limit your response to God. He's the head, but we're the body. And part of it comes through the body to get you what you need today. Amen. You're just a stone until you're connected to someone's sling and then you're a force to be reckoned with. Oftentimes our true value in the kingdom is not even recognized. It's not even recognized outside of partnership. But it's in that partnership when I'm joined to someone else that oftentimes I'm connected to purpose. Let me give you some examples. Paul and Timothy. Timothy was a man of great potential, great promise, but he did not discover his purpose until he's connected with Paul. John Mark and Barnabas are another great example. Paul could not even recognize the gifts in John Mark. He and Barnabas split up over it. 
Barnabas says, I'm not willing to give up on that guy. I see some things in him that I want to cultivate. And because of that, John Mark comes to us later having written key passages in the Scripture. So look around you this morning. Because these are the people that God has said that you are most successful in life with. Think about that. He sent you here. He connected you to this spiritual house. And so if he connected you to this spiritual house, he says, these people have something that makes you successful in life. These people are your winning edge. These people are the key to your victory. These people are the ones that are going to help you to become all that God has created you to be. These are your partners. These are your slings. And these are your stones. You are the stone in someone's sling today that affords them the victory that they've been looking for. Verse 40. He chose five stones from the brook. He chose five stones. But he only used one. So that means that there were still four in the bag. Not only are you a stone in someone's sling, but you're also a stone in someone's bag. It may seem that you are on the sidelines today when in reality you're just in the bag. Because a stone in the bag today is a stone in the sling tomorrow. You're the one in the holster for someone else. And here's the point that I want to make to that. Is that first of all, you don't minimize your value. Just because you're not actively engaged in something today doesn't minimize your value. Even in the bag, your support and your strength and your confidence to someone else. Why did David pick five stones? Because he wasn't sure how that was going to go. And he wanted the confidence of having four more in there in case the first one didn't hit its target. You being a stone in someone's bag is strength and support to them. It just gives them the courage and the strength to believe that even though I may stumble and fall, even though this first time I may not hit the mark, I still got some other chances. I still got some other people that believe in me. I still got some people that have got my back and will help me to overcome over and over and over again. You're someone's backup this morning. You're someone's backup. Stones in the bag says to the enemy, just because I don't get you the first time, doesn't mean we're finished. I have a whole bunch of people on my team and we will get you one way or another. Another point about the stone in the bag is that your potential energy can be turned to kinetic energy at any time. Your potential can be turned into action at any time. So you got to be ready to go. You got to be ready to go. You never know when you're going to get called on, so be ready. You never know when that's going to happen. 2 Timothy 4 and 2 says, talks about being instant in season and out of season. In season is a stone in the sling. Out of season is a stone in the bag. <laughs> and so God says be ready in both areas. Even though you're not getting called on today, you could be called on at any moment, so be ready. You've heard the saying, I've got this victory in the bag. What's in the bag? Stones. Living stones. Ready to come to the aid of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ at a moment's notice. I'm in the sling for someone today. I'm in the bag for others today. But nevertheless, I'm a stone ready to be used to secure victory for somebody. 
for somebody. This is not about me. Morgan, would you come? It's not just about me, but it's about the people sitting next to me. It's about the people sitting behind me. It's about the people sitting in front of me. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 50. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath, killed him and cut off his head. And when the Philistines saw that the champion was dead, they fled. David gets the credit, but the stone did the real damage. David did the slinging, but the stone did the defeating. Both were needed for victory. You are a part of someone's victory this morning. Would you stand across this place? You have extreme value to this church. You are a stone in someone's sling and you are a stone in someone's bag. Not just any stone, but living stones being built into a spiritual house. Recognize, recognize your importance to this church. But also recognize the importance of this church to you. Recognize your importance to this church, but also recognize the importance of this church to you. You need your church family just like your church family needs you. We're a family of believers. Together, a dominant force. A gathering place of alphas each and every week that partner together to accomplish great victories. Service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We'd love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself face down on your shore. Say come to